I think that the best way to really uh, get into a, a relationship is to really fully comprehend the fact that no one's perfect and that you yourself are also full of imperfection and to actually embrace that, like be vulnerable. You're listening to With You Podcast, where we talk about real relationships and life transitions. I'm David. And I'm Tara. And this season, we'll be exploring marriage. Yeah, we'll be hearing couples tell their stories from different ages, stages, and backgrounds. And we all have a lot to learn from each other. So let's get started. Sounds good. All right. Well, we're really glad you're here with us this episode. We're so excited to have some friends of ours that are willing to talk to us about their marriage. Yeah. Hi, guys. Hi. So we would you guys like to introduce yourselves? You can just say your names. And if you want to say how you know us, you could uh, give that context. (laughs) So I'm Valerie and uh... I am Richard. And we know you guys because our son and our daughter both had your kids as their classmates and friends. And it's just been wonderful knowing you guys that way. And also as friends, I guess. Now we are friends. That's right. We are. It's been a while now, too. We have spent a lot of hours together on the sidelines of uh, what lacrosse games and Girl Scout meetings and... Everything it's, else. I did the math. It's been over 20 years that we've done life together. Yes. Oh, that's wow. amazing. That's oh, a long how is that incredible. possible? Well, our, I mean, our two old, uh, your oldest son and our son, they're 25 now. So oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. We still, we still look like we're in our twenties, all four of us. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. So tell us first, what was your wedding date? How long have you been married? Um, it's going to be 30 years next year, right? If I'm counting right. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> yes. I, I think it's going to be 30 years next year. And I'm amazed that I got that math correct. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there, there should always be applause for husbands getting yes. that uh, date right. <laughs> Coming up on yeah. 30 years. So we, we kind of like to start before we get into your story. I have so many things I can't wait to ask you about how it started, but before that, how uh, just kind of your idea of what marriage was, we think it's really interesting to see how we were shaped by other marriages, you know, whether it was family or friends or people we looked up to. Yeah, you want me to go first? Yeah, yeah okay, go I'll go first. Yeah. Um, look, I mean, we I, I grew up in India, although I moved here when I was a teenager. And so I like to say that my formative years were in the U.S. and, you know, somewhat in India. But the models that I had as a result were really of that generation and predominantly from my parents and kind of their friends and growing up in India. And their marriage was, well, number one, it was for life. It was Mm. sort of a taboo to kind of see separations and divorces and so on. And even the examples that we kind of saw where couples may not be getting getting along, they kind of just carried on, right? They they had this thing of, you know... um, Keep calm and carry on, or just sort of carry on. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. or not calm and carry on. <laughs> but... Not calm and carry yeah. on. And so that that was sort of the model, but it was also, at least for me, growing up, sort of. I never thought that, you know, I would go through life without having 
a, a partner and, and a marriage. Mm -hmm. uh, and that was sort of an expected or the natural kind of course of life. So uh, maybe over the years, as our you know kids have grown and as uh, things have evolved, I've seen many friends and others kind of think about things differently. And, and I certainly did not. I mean, I, I certainly thought, okay, you know, this is the thing and, you know, I've got to eventually get married and so on, have a family and all that. That was sort of just the, you know, thing that we were brought up with. But, um, Valerie, I, I don't know what your thoughts were about marriage. Um, I, I would say that, you know, uh, growing up in India uh, and, you know, marriages are arranged. Uh, like my mom and dad had never set eyes on each other. Uh, it was on the wedding day that they saw each other. Same thing with Ruchu's parents. Yeah, parents. They saw yeah. each other for the very first time on the day of the marriage. Oh, wow. really? So, yes. I would and, like to hear them tell their stories. Yeah. Well, yes. Val, that would be amazing. Val, can you tell us a little bit about the matchmaking process? So they, they didn't see, how does that happen? Because you don't see each other until the ceremony. How do How do you get paired up? I will tell you exactly how that happens. So the way this happens is all through elders. They try to match up the socioeconomic background. And then the father of the daughter, like in, in my mom's case, I'm just speaking about my own story and my mom's story. Yeah. So her dad, uh, actually, in fact, they lived in Trinidad and Tobago. My, my grandfather was... Um, you know, the Indian government had actually asked him to go set up these Hindu colleges and schools in the all of West Indies. So like British Guyana, um, French Guyana, Trinidad, Tobago, Suriname. So he he mm. was he had to go all, into all of these um, spots and actually open up um, schools and colleges. That's what his job was. So he wow. was sort of a cultural ambassador. And I don't know if you know this, but a lot of slaves were taken from um, northern India, uh, like the states of Uttar Pradesh and Bihar. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were taken into these West Indies colonies by um, the slave traders. So this is kind of an unknown fact almost. But so obviously the slavery ended and stuff like that. There were these people now like located all throughout the West Indies that wanted that connection with India because they're actually predominantly Hindus mm -hmm. and they didn't have a way to really understand or know anything. And my grandfather, he was sort of a temple priest that the Indian government kind of hired to do this. Anyway, oh, wow. um, long That's story to say there yeah. that <laughs> no, my, but... my grandfather, therefore what I was trying to say is he, he arrived in India from a different country. And my, yeah, and my mom also, she uh, kind of grew up globally, as you can understand, but she was doing her undergrad in India. So my grandfather basically got to know about my father, that he's from a similar, same Brahmin, like same caste is important. So the caste and all of that and the mm -hmm. socioeconomic thing, and just went and saw my dad and like, you know, the family. And said, okay, that's it. And my mom didn't really, <laughs> she didn't know what to actually say or do. I mean, she just kind of believed her dad to be doing the right thing for her. Yeah. yeah. And that's how it goes. I think that's the same no, thing. I, I was just going to jump in and say that, you know, in those days, in that generation, it was more families selecting families that were mm -hmm. yeah. like-minded, similar background. And so the, 
the children for whom they were influencing or sometimes making or strongly recommending what the decision was kind of kind of went along with that process because it was sort of this you know screening process of families selecting like man so they would kind of ensure some level of cultural fit similar yeah. background education prospects socioeconomic status etc cetera, etc cetera. yeah and that's kind of what the process was and of course you know there was a little bit of sort of meeting or you know maybe a photograph or you know i mean those kinds of things and if there wasn't a meeting i mean there was some aspect of you know selection in that process but there wasn't really wasn't you get really. to know the person or to any degree right even if there was a meeting it was very much like you know like a like a chaperone choreograph kind of a thing and a very brief thing one one conversation or meeting and then you're done so the very um i would say um awkward to think about that process in this day and age uh you know in in those terms yeah is so thinking about that cuz i think here in the states like the lo- love marriage or uh, selection, you kind of pick what individually you're interested in. That kind of individual piece really isn't a part of at least both of your parents' marriage. It wasn't like they had a say of, I'm looking for Not this or I want yeah. this. No. So there's a lot of trust in your parents too, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and, and however that I would say the love part of the marriage kind of evolves was probably defined, you know, with varying degrees of whatever once you entered into the marriage right yeah. by the but by, by the couple you know i think they kind of discovered and got to know each other and 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 kind of built that over time yeah. and i would say that our parents generation it was very duty driven like mm-hmm. everything was duty driven mm-hmm. and yeah do you guys feel that that evolved, did evolve for your parents since both of your parents were in the arranged marriage did did it feel like over time they built a a love that came with Experience. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, they definitely did. And, definitely. You know, I I I don't know what it is about that system, but I think it's one of these things where it's sort of like, okay, well, this is it. We're in it, and you know, so there's no turning back. And yeah. so when you're in it, you kind of then you know basically <laughs> yeah, basically yeah. figure it out together and make it work. And you know, you build a life together, a family together, and so overdoing that and kind of progressing together you know, is, is the best way I can describe it. You, you learn about each other, you get to hopefully express and have a bit of your own interests and, you know, all of the normal things that kind of go on then from there, um, play out. And over that time, I think they definitely built that with with each other. I heard someone use the metaphor for me when I was working with a, with an Indian couple, they're like the, uh, you Americans, uh, are more like you pour gasoline and this is this hot fire right at the beginning. And then it all kind of then burns down real fast where <laughs> an arranged marriage is a, a small little spark that's kindled over time into a, a bigger, more sustainable uh, flame. And that was, uh, I don't know if that fits, but that was kind of how it was explained to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely, I think in that arrangement has a bit of a social contract element to it mm-hmm. in the way that it starts. And then, you know, kind of the rest of it hopefully bears and, yeah. Yeah. You know, so, I, what happened then for you guys, since you were a new generation? Was was there any thought for you of going that direction? Was that ever suggested for you, or <laughs> that was more than suggested? I think our parents were busy um, planning all of that for each of us um, independently, and you know, I don't know. We were both exposed to varying degrees through that process, right? I I really wasn't because right at the, I mean, I was sort of the rebel uh, rebellious 
child or what I mean I knew I, don't know, I, I, knew like I liked I... you for a reason Val <laughs> <laughs> well, you had a lot of your your parents were kind of entertaining no I mean, like, on your behalf. I mean no I I thwarted them down like right away. I, I, just, <laughs> okay, I was gonna the, yeah I just kind of they knew that I wasn't gonna do it like they some if there were some people that you know thought hey this would be a good proposal you should propose this to your daughter and I wouldn't even like you know I, I knew that I wanted to select my own partner let's put it that okay, way. okay. so you knew, did you of, know that from the beginning you you didn't yes, want any part 100%. of the okay so 100%. How, how did your parents come along and then embrace that? Because it sounds like what you're saying is yeah. they were planning on trying to do arranged marriage and you're just like not having any of it. So actually, I'll say that my family, we are a lot more open and informal with each other um, than his family. He, I'll let him speak for his family. But uh, we had a very open relationship and my parents knew exactly where I was coming from. They were uh, very sort of you know, open-minded, liberal in that regard, mm -hmm. where they were accepting of my views and, and they respected that. And they said, yeah, sure. If you really think that you want to, you know, select someone, go for it. That's, that's fine with us. Um, since, you know, that, but then with his parents, they were, they are a lot more conservative and yeah. they are very, well, I'll let you, they. No, they did. were definitely engaged in that process. Yeah. And, and I think we were in our mid, 20s-ish when we were fortunate enough to meet each other here in Chicago. Um, and and in the, in, in, at that time, we were not, and so this is like in the early 90s, uh, we, were, we got married in 1994, so this is like the 92, 93, you know, that, that time. Mm -hmm. And so my point is that it wasn't like we were in frequent communication with them, like today's, you know, internet, mm -hmm. mobile phone, and all yeah. of it is a little bit different. And so... Um, you know, when we would talk, whenever that was, maybe once a month or whatever the case is, long distance bills were expensive, et cetera, <laughs> you know, the topic would come up, right? And, and uh, you know, and so, and, and even when I made one or two trips back to India to visit, the topic was like very much front and center it, to it say, hey, you yeah. know, we've screened or we've met or, you know, we want you to meet someone. And I, I think on my last well, yeah. before we got married, but my yeah. last maybe one or two trips, maybe a year or two around that time frame, yeah. you know, maybe I actually we went to a, each other. We weren't really dating, but I we went, went to a little bit of, you know, hey, you know, let's go meet such and such. And I was sort of resisting it to say that, look, no, no chance. It's not for me, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, the whole machine was in the works and it wasn't <laughs> like I was going to stop that. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I kind of went. And, you had to entertain and, it a know, little bit. <laughs> Yeah, I had to entertain it a little bit, engage in that process, and then convey that look, this is really not for me. And and uh, and of course, you know, we met and and we dated for about a year. You know, so we were fortunate enough to do that. Um, and before we de declared and decided to get married and shared that with our family and all that. Yeah. But yeah. right around that time frame, I do remember that this was a very active thread with our parents. <laughs> they were busy. They were marching down the path, you know, and, you know, thinking this, that that's the future. You would say this was what age were you at that point when your parents were setting up the matches? I think I was 24, 24, 24. Well, we met, I think when I was 25, you were 26, right? Yeah. And and we got married when. Yeah. So I would have been 20. Yeah. Six at that age. Yeah. So, you were so 27. How, yeah. how did it happen? How did you, how did yeah, you meet? Tell us tell the us, romance. Tell us about that, that moment, <laughs> <laughs> how you met and how it started. 
Yeah, you know, it's kind of, uh, yeah, I actually had come to Chicago for a conference and then I uh, was uh, going to crash at one of my brother, my younger brother um, had some friends here. And so I just basically wanted to skimp on the hotel, uh, yeah. you know, accommodation. So I just crashed, was going to crash on this other person's apartment. And he said, well, you know, there's a party going on. Why don't you come with? And I said, no, I'm just too tired. And he really dragged me. He's like, no, no, you got to come. So I went very reluctantly. And literally at the party, Richard's the one that opened the door. Yeah. And I, <laughs> that was at our house yeah. because we were living off campus. She was a grad student come up for the conference. And so it, just around campus, you know, some of some of the folks there and, and yeah. our place was the place to hang out. And so she came over, but you don't remember me that first time. Apparently, <laughs> um, yeah, I remember I her like because her reputation really preceded her because she was like this, you know, uh, and I'm absolutely like the black sheep and I married up, but she was like, you know, the, 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 what is it? The topper or the, you know, the, the top of her class. Valedictorian. Student. I mean, doing all this stuff. She's a classical uh, singer right um in, in, in uh, indian music and songs and all that and you guys have to hear her i don't yeah. think we so, knew that yeah so, how's your how's your voice feeling right now valerie <laughs> so so she was so we had heard of her okay through this through this friend and so we were kind of very impressed and you know i mean i'm all all of that right so yeah but i think i think over that uh, evening that's when we first met but then you came back for a conference and this time yes the other guy's place was full yes. and so we made room for you in our, our apartment that's and fun. then you needed i think to go out to oakbrook and i scrambled to like borrow a car from <laughs> my roommate yeah. to give her a ride and exactly. i waited and and brought her back and so you know so we got to talking and realized that we connected and yeah. had a lot of you know common a lot of common things interests, yeah. and we were interested in similar things and then we got to talking and and of course email was just coming around at that point. She was in Champaign, I was in Chicago. And so, you know, we would, we would now, I don't think this happens, we would write long emails or letters, you know, emails. And then phone calls. And then, and then eventually, you know, a lot of time up and down the highway here oh to gosh, Champaign. Um, and, and so that's how we initially met and got to know each other. Yeah. When, uh, Valerie, when do you remember noticing Rushir? Um, I would say that the, that second visit that he's talking about, um, that's when I like really liked him because, um, obviously gave me a ride to go to this place. And then on the way back, we started talking about architecture and he drove me to see Frank Lloyd Wright's, um, that whole, um, you know, his good studio. Move. And, good um, move. <laughs> very good move in Oak Park and that just kind of did me in I was like oh my gosh he knows so much about architecture though he's not an architect and um yeah I think and well, then there a common interest in art and yeah I remember we were debating like right from the get-go like, yes. like you know and I love to argue like whatever point you know on either side and so <laughs> uh -huh. you would say something and just to you know I mean and so I would pick the counterpoint and Right. And some of it was kind of obvious too, but I would pick the counterpoint and not make it an easy kind of conversation. And so I think we we just connected and we talked and yeah, we would... common interest. We 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 love art. We both of us love yeah, art. Yeah, yeah. So we shared that, and explored that, and 
Um, I mean, and we just right away got into like super deep conversations too, which was kind of fun, right? Like, I mean, you know, just about metaphysics or some, you know, random stuff like that, like just super deep into existentialism or something, you know? <laughs> so, so you it kept, just it light, kind of, kept it light, kept it light. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think that just... Um, I and think then, throughout, throughout yeah. the years, I would say we've always... Um, fallen back to those common areas of interest or fallen back is not the right word, but found those as, you know, kind of common interests that have persisted over, over our, over all that time. Yeah. I'm kind yeah. of curious about that. Cause we're, we're all in the same kind of stage with our kids being adults and, and trying to kind of shift from the project of raising kids and you both did tremendous in terms of uh, kind of they're alive and they're out of the house and you guys still like each other. Those are the things that I also, consider a success for parents. They're also really great kids. And, and they're great kids. But, uh, but how, how's the transition been from where you have that shared focus to now back to kind of back to the beginning? We love it. Absolutely well, love it. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I like, so I joke about this with my kids, but honestly, like when we take trips together as a family, um, there's like so much, like, I feel like it gets a little chaotic because, you know, you have to kind of satisfy everyone's needs and stuff. But the, when the two of us are traveling, like, it's like Zen, like mm. we just get each other. We just, you know, it's just, it's perfect. Like, mm. it's like the best time for me. Like, I love it. So, yeah, I, I, I think that, I mean, with COVID, you know, the empty nesting kind of got delayed a little bit, which we loved and all of that. But now it's here and we are empty nesters. And we have a long list of things to, you know, kind of pursue an interest that we want to explore further. And I think just giving ourselves more time and attention for ourselves mm-hmm. has been, you know, right there on, on top of the list. And so we're, <laughs> trying to work our way towards that and do do some of that. And we're, you know, looking forward, have looked forward and are enjoying, you know, kind of that stage. Yeah. Um, you know, so we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a whole new world, isn't it? Kind of having longer times to have conversations and you guys have always had a lot of things in common. So it sounds like that's kind of what joined you at the beginning, some of those interests and, and now are some of the things that keep you connected, right? We, we're all about having a shared purpose, and we think that's very helpful for a long-term relationship. So I, I um, do, I do joke with the people that you know. I think Netflix. I should be, become a shareholder because it's saving our marriage. <laughs> um, but but yeah, half the time is like, okay, what do you want to watch? What do you want to watch? And it takes the process to just find something in common. But no, yeah, go ahead, Tara. You were saying something. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. I I love that you're enjoying this new time, like with without the kids, because it can be also a difficult transition for a lot of people because you put a lot of time and focus into all those activities we just talked about that we shared with you, with our, our kids growing up. And then there's this empty space to fill sort of when they leave and it can be, it can be a new time of identity and relationship stuff. We kind of are also interested in hearing, you know, every relationship that's been, especially that's been going on for this long has had some times that are challenging. So what people are really interested in hearing too is how do we get through those times? Like it can't be, it's not perfect all the time for everybody. There's hard things that we go through together. There's sometimes, you know, disagreements, 
Do you guys have an example of a time that was hard and, and what's been helpful for you in getting past it? I think I can just, you know, he probably knows exactly what I'm going to say, but um, I, the only time I would say that when we have come even close to, we, we actually don't have fights. Uh, serious disagreement, let's go. But, yeah, but <laughs> serious disagreement is parenting. And I'm yeah. sure you probably... I was going to say the same thing, yeah. 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 Parenting so, styles um, over exactly. over the years of raising our kids and philosophies, right, really were the main things that we debated heavily, right? Is Absolutely. You know, what's the right thing to do in certain situations? And so when yeah, you go ahead. So, when, when you held two different kind of views on that, how'd you how'd you navigate it? How'd you find a because you'd have to do something. So how'd you figure it out? Um, I don't I, I think what I would say with that is um I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't I don't think I don't think we did figure it out. I think we I think it came from kind of the personas that we are, and so mm -hmm. it it resolved to some degree on a point by point basis, but in in most of the cases, it kind of continued as we were. I mean, to give you to put some color to this, yeah. I'm very laid back, and I I come from the school that you learn by you know kind of falling on 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 your knees or you know kind of stumbling a bit. That's how you build calluses and learn and grow from experience. Uh, Valerie is very much you know anxious about you know, are, are, you know, is there a program where the kids kind of, do, you know, doing certain <laughs> things and if they're kind of off that program, she gets really anxious and she's on them. And, you know, and so for her, it was like, Hey, how can you be so laid back? And for me, it was like, why are you on them so much? <laughs> yeah, um, This sounds familiar. And, uh, and, uh, and to me, it was like, unless it's catastrophic, I was actually very happy to see them fail. And, and you know, I was very happy to say, okay, let them struggle and let them fail. Mm -hmm. uh, and for Valerie, it was like, how could it be that they should fail at all? And, you know, we need to kind of push them and so on. Exactly. So I don't know that that really was ever really resolved. I think it, we, we had some pretty serious disagreements about it. I, I might have given her the space at times. Yeah, maybe it I was, was maybe both styles were actually needed in in the home mm -hmm. to you know kind of balance each other. And I think mm -hmm. you know there was only so much that I could push myself towards her. And so after a while, maybe you might either give up or give me the space to do you know whatever I was doing with the kids. And but we did have disagreements about parenting styles. Yeah, I think what happened in large measure is that being a parent or parenting made me grow up like made me understand a lot of things that um i actually uh felt uh, you know good about like now when i look back you know i feel that i was kind of wired and like anxious about things where um richard would temper things down and i kind of needed that you know mm -hmm. so um i feel like if anything, it was just more of uh, growing up that I had to do and in the same way growing up that he had to do. And we recognize that. Like, I think both of us had the self-awareness to understand that, okay, we are going through this growth right now, mm. you know? So let's just leave this room for each other to grow into. Like me to be a little bit more relaxed, mm -hmm. him to kind of, maybe appreciate what I was saying about, you know, hey, you're spoiling the kids or whatever, you know, like, I think both of us kind of actually uh, 
went through this major growth while as we were parenting you know yeah. that's how i look at it mm. yeah i mean we we uh, were pretty clear that we didn't know what we were doing when we started out <laughs> and so we kind of learned along as we you know and figured it all out i suppose you know as as everyone does but i think that's a good, that's a good summary i think those those were the different philosophies that caused some conflict with us well and, yeah and kind of what what i'm hearing is there was trust of like even though i wouldn't do that or you know whatever either be more re- relaxed or more planned out there was trust in uh both of you trusted the other that you had the best interest of your relationship and the kids in mind even though it was different and that gave that gave you talked about it as space Rushir, yeah. that, that gave space to kind of be able to hold that difference and not see it as an end thing because you don't trust. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good way, good way to say it. And, uh, and, and I think maybe our kids have also felt that, you know, and, and they're smart, right? The kids are sharp and smart as we know. And so they kind of sense and, you know, they also found a way to balance and kind of, you know, find, yeah. find a, find a well, path forward. Right? I, what we've learned about kids is they know which parent to go to when they want it a certain way. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. They That's figure true. that out real fast. Yes. Yeah. So, so with, with parenting, um, how do you, how, what's your expectation about marriage for your kids? Thinking about the families that you came from and kind of the, the arranged marriages and expectations, what, what expectations do you have for marriage for the next generation? I actually have none. I just want both of them to have have a, a partner just because I know, I mean, how precious it is. I mean, uh, I'm in, in such an amazing partnership that I would w- want nothing else, you know, mm. for my kids. And so, I mean, we don't like in terms of cultural stuff, like, I mean, both our kids, I mean, they've dated like, you know, non-Indian people and we we I have had no issues about any of that I mean uh, we don't have any I mean I don't have any expectations at all in that regard so yeah I, I don't have any my, my my thing with the kids has always been like I hope that they're um, happy and confident yeah and um, if they are then the rest will sort of you know work out and and I'm talking about life in general of course I mean like everything every aspect of their life so um, so yeah, and, and certainly in terms of relationships or partnerships or marriage or whatever, there's no no expectation at all. Whatever they figure, as long as they're happy and confident, that's my main hope for them. Yeah, um, you know. Yeah, so. that's a whole new fun phase of parenting too, because you'll start to get some new kids added to your family if they find a partner. Another question, just kind of following up on that, um, through some of those disagreements and things, and it sounds like you guys found a way to balance that out with appreciating your differences. I'm sure not always in smooth and easy ways. We all have times where it doesn't feel easy until we're past it. But what did you learn about yourselves and just about marriage in general through some of that stuff? I I, I would say that, you know, um, I think that... Uh, for a marriage to be successful, uh, like we have always felt that it's important to have uh, some things that are common. But then the other thing that is important, I feel, is um, self-awareness. And from self-awareness also comes uh, understanding each other. Because if you know yourself, then you know the other person also. And I think 
uh, lastly, I would say that copious amount of trust, you know, where you know that, you know, the other person's got your back, that kind of trust. Like if you have a hard fall, you know, there's some something there, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. For me, um, I mean, I, I when we had, SAS, of course, our first uh, child, it kind of all clicks and you realize that there's really no other feeling in the world that compares. <laughs> and then you wonder like, well, why did we, you know, wait so long, et cetera. And, and um, so to me, really from from that point on starting this journey of raising kids there's always this thing that you're doing something incredible and amazing and you know having having children and raising children it's it's quite it's quite you know a compelling thing so to me that was sort of sort of that grounding rock right that we are a family and you know families forever it's a, and and so on and and then i would say yeah i mean having the you know common um interests and that common ground that we've always shared always kind of uh, we brought that into our lives, with, into our kids' lives as a family. We've enjoyed many of these interests and found that common ground. And I think that's been really wonderful. And I think like, you know, Ruchir also looks, I mean, he's really into sports, but he, uh, <laughs> you know, right from when the kids were little, like, I feel like um, he did a lot of things with the family that were like sort of more team oriented. So it's like, he would always say like, you know, team Ranjan, you know, and like, before we start something, we would do some, you know, like fist bumps and, you know, exactly, yeah, you know, yeah. all of that stuff. So I think, you know, those little things, we have like our own little rituals for everything, you know, for, um, and all of those things have piled on to kind of layer one thing on top of each other to make the foundation strong, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so, you know, I think then, uh the kids really feel rooted, you know, within the family structure. And I feel like that's really important. And, uh, you know, it's been just really such a blessing that uh, now that the kids are older, they actually, you know, say those things back to us that, hey, we feel safe with you, or we feel that, you know, we have your support, you know, unconditional support. And that means a lot to to us, you know. So I think that, um, yeah, I feel like that's probably made our marriage so much better, you know. Yeah, I lo- we love the idea of traditions and rituals like that that kind of build your foundation, as you said. What are do you have some examples of some of the rituals you've built in to your relationship? Things that you always do or that you can count on. I remember one. For for a while there, we were doing this silly thing where we would. What, did we actually call them family team meetings? We had a little sheet of you know, <laughs> yes. what, what did you do and what are you gonna do and what's on your and so it was. My idea. I didn't want to be very prescriptive about you ought to do this or ought to do that. So we would all go around saying, well, "What did I?" And I, this wasn't like you know like a daily weekly thing, but it was periodic, and we would say, "Hey." here's what's on my mind and here's the big things that I'm planning or, you know, something like that. That was a silly thing. So we would actually have these like little sheets printed out that we would kind of write into, uh, you know, on the family table and then discuss together. Right. Uh, that was one, but we also do this fun thing where we, we, we do painting, right. And sketching and yeah. we'll do that, some of that as a family, as a, as a, um, you know, the kids. We have like an art day where, you know, yeah. 
all of them would paint the same thing, like a Bob Ross, you know, thing. And then it would be like a guessing game. We would take that up and like ask all our relatives, like which one is, you know, who's painted, uh, which one, that kind of thing. But then, you know, we also have these other things like for, uh, for like Christmas, you know, we go to Cosley Zoo and we'll pick up the tree and right. the, the kids love that, you know, just um, it's, it's really kind of a, become ritualistic like yeah. you know the day after Cooking together yeah exactly and then we have this family cheesecake that perfect. um we perfected it's... this recipe of the family cheesecake and in all things in an instant pot yeah we make a cheesecake what? which is fabulous yes wow. and we we will have you try that recipe that is the famous run yes. recipe yeah copied off of the internet by the way but that's okay. <laughs> Yeah, we love so, we love especially then, traditions yeah. around food are the best. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I think, um, yeah, we have, uh, you know, some other little things, but those are like the big ones. Yeah. So I have a I have a question of uh, how have you surprised each other over the past 29 years? Uh, what what has surprised you about? each other so Ruchir, what is what surprised yes. you about valerie some things are predictable i'm giving you time to think some things are predictable <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes I mean, yeah i didn't like for us i i didn't quite understand tara's addiction to adrenaline uh when we first <laughs> got married and yeah. it just it kind of it, it still surprises me the crazy stuff she wants to do <laughs> like defensive bodyguard driving and learning, <laughs> learning how to kind of do a power slide into a parking spot, and I just don't. I, I it just shocks That's just me every fun time. When I go to the grocery store. Yeah, watch yeah. out, at yeah. Jewel. Don't don't go when she's trying to drive her uh, defensive driving practice. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I I walked into our marriage, and we had not lived together before we got married, and and you know, I I felt like I ran into a buzz saw because. <laughs> Uh, the first, explain, the, explain, the, the first year of our marriage was probably pretty hard on both of us, right? Uh, it's, is that fair to say? I mean, yes. Year, year and a half, and and really, I was again very like you know laid back. Um, can I say chaotic, disorganized? Let's just call it. Yeah, Unstru unstructured, <laughs> unstructured, and very uh, much. David you know, is loving this. It <laughs> was very much the opposite, right? Where she's super organized, very well put together. I came into our marriage with debt, you know, even in those those days, and she came into it, and I was working, and I was in debt. You were a graduate student, and I had some savings, <laughs> and and so you know, I just walked into like this like this situation where like what is going on, and I was like, wait, why are you touching all my you know papers that are? And she's like, I'm touching them because you have paychecks that you haven't cashed in like nine months that are expired. <laughs> And I was like, no, no, but I know exactly where every piece of paper is. Please don't touch it. And she was so look, the organization, disorganization thing that has had to meld over time was was sort of a shock to the system. And then yeah. I would say over the years, again, putting parenting aside, I think Valerie's interests have really evolved, like, um, you know, the, the different um, things that you've taken on hmm. evolution of a career, but it's really blended in with your interest. Uh, your own architecture practice, and then lately, you know, photography and how much you love nature. Uh, all of that has been, you know, great to see unfold. And, you know, not was not what part of the original kind of, you know, uh, charter was. And so it's been somewhat of a very pleasant surprise and nice to 
see you take on like you're you know chasing sunsets and taking photo- <laughs> photographs and and look at the photography thing it's turned into a whole exhibit etc right so i mean that's huge it's th- those things have been really really great surprises I think, uh, yeah, for for me, uh, I would say that, uh, I mean, barring that initial thing that he already touched on, like <laughs> that was that was actually really shocking to me. Yeah, like, yeah, I I had no idea that this is what I'm getting into. But honestly, like, <laughs> uh, I think what has been really um, surprising. For me, has been to see that Richard, like I guess, the amount of trust he has in humanity at large just keeps uh-huh. shocking me. Actually, mm. just shocking me. Like people call him, you know, all you're kinds of things. Me, like calling me naive. Yes, sure. like gullible <laughs> or whatever. But you know, even though like he he like if you were to like cheat him or destroy him or whatever, <laughs> like the amount of it's it's kind of like actually shocking that well, you know, generally see good in people. Yeah, I, I mean, cannot, you cannot. Yes, you cannot bring him down. Like, I mean, it even if someone's like proven that this person is a you know a, a whatever like a bandit, let's say, or something, or a con <laughs> man, uh, you know, he would still have a hard time, you know, painting him black fully you know so that part like over a stretch of almost 30 years to see that again and again has been like simply shocking like simply traumatic like it's <laughs> it is a shock to my system that how can you still like you know but it's it's amazing like i i love that about him but it's also been just really like okay this is going to be the year when he you know like okay this is going to be the person that's gonna no this is going to be the situation no you know it's like every time like um so yeah so that's been really really shocking actually you know so shocking and and beautiful but for for valerie for you and i let sees uh, we're optimistic pessimists. We're pretty sure things are going to go bad. It's hard. I am that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. It's it's hard to kind of embrace in our head that people can see. I think about like photography that that's how he's framing the world, right? Uh, and it's hard when when we frame it a little. Yeah, bit and I loved the way you just said that both about each other because that's one thing we love about you. We've been friends mm-hmm. friends long enough to to have observed you for a while and you can feel the deep trust that you have for each other, the deep respect for each other. And I, I love being in your presence because I can just, I can feel that there's a very steady love and trust and you entertain so well. And you're so curious about the world. Rashir is such a good listener at a dinner party. He just wants to hear everybody's story. And Valerie's the biggest cheerleader of everyone who has, <laughs> you know, everyone that has a something good, go good in their life. You're just, You've always been the biggest supporter of people oh, in the neighborhood. So yeah, that's we, kind of you to say that. Yeah. I mean, it's well, no, unfortunately, it's no it's secret. True. We love You're you. not making stuff up. So <laughs> if it wasn't true, we would tell you the other way too. It'd be like, <laughs> oh, you know. Uh, well, and I think you've been an encouragement and we kind of want to end with what piece of encouragement or advice would you have for young couples, people coming along, singles, thinking about partnership? Um, that what do they need to make it last you know a year let alone 30 years that's easy for me because i actually have 
young people like our neighbors kids you know they come to me to for some reason i mean guys like you know 30 year olds that hey you know i'm you know trying to find a girl but i keep running into this issue and i they come to us for advice it's kind of interesting that we've reached that mentorship level without having any practice really but um i just had a conversation with telling uh, this uh, to this person that I think that the best way to really uh, get into a, a relationship is to really fully comprehend the fact that no one's perfect and that you yourself are also full of imperfection and to actually embrace that like be vulnerable and mm. you know embrace that imperfection in that person and um, you know if you can see yourself laughing having a good time and then coming back and wanting some more of that and then coming back and wanting more again that's a really good you know cue and then you need to kind of follow that you know mm-hmm. uh, i feel like these days in the modern society what happens is uh, people get reluctant because they feel like oh you know maybe i can hold out and get something better but there is you know they don't really uh, figure it out that you know sometimes it's important to look at the now the present and see how things are actually working for you at the moment and not overanalyze like i feel like people uh, overanalyze things that's just my take i'll, I'll let yeah. you say yeah no that's 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 good i mean i mean in my, in my view it's um you know simply that what you think you're starting out with is not what it's going to be forever look back at any stage of your life whether it's a uh, take a school year or take a friendship that you've had I mean, how it starts is not how it evolves and stays and so you just need to know that it's going to be changing forever and you have a to have a constant kind of a you know open mind or learning mind where you're going to be absorbing learning adjusting be open to different things and be committed to the journey that you're taking on with your partner because that's the commitment that you're making mm-hmm. um so it's not that you know okay I have this feeling now and I need to hold on to this feeling or this is how it's going to be forever. No, absolutely not. And it's going to go through lots of, you know, um, kind of evolutions and stages and phases. And it's just that you're committing to take that journey with that person, but the journey is going to have, you know, lots of, lots of changes. And, and the other thing is that in my view, you know, I mean, uh, you know, don't stress out about stuff. Don't stress about small things, you know, um, don't sweat the small stuff, you know, those things just don't, they just don't matter you know and it's it's all about kind of human relationships family people connections the rest really doesn't matter it all gets figured out so those would be my two pieces of advice friends. those are great wow i'm going to have to go back and re-listen to all of this right. you guys have shared so many good things and i can't wait to share it with everyone else so thank you so much for spending this time with us and we'll do it yeah. again yeah thank that you was fun. this was that a was lot of fun. fun thanks for inviting us for being with us today. We hope you'll get more information about everything we talked about today on our show notes page yeah, on the where website. Could, oh, I was going to say, where could we find the show notes page? With youpodcast.com. Awesome. And also, while you're at it, we would love for you to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, and let us know what you're thinking. Can we ask that it's only good reviews? You can ask anything you want. Okay, leave leave good reviews. We we would love to hear from you and uh, and respond. So, Thanks for listening. See you next time.